are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, January 28th, 2021. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check me out at my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that's through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Good morning. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Last night, the Hawks played their second game in as many nights at Bridgestone Arena against the Nashville Predators. Obviously, Tuesday's contest resulted in a 3-2 overtime win for the Preds. And last night, the Hawks weren't any luckier as they fell in a shootout by a score of 2-1. So, back-to-back tough losses in this short two-game series against Nashville. But... They did manage to pick up a point in both games, and that actually puts the Blackhawks now on a five-game point streak at the moment. I know three of those games have resulted in overtime losses. We've actually yet to win a game in extra time this year. But think about all that we're battling through right now. No Jonathan Taze, no Kirby Doc, no DeBrinket or Boquist, no Seabrook, no Nylander. There's unproven goalies getting starts. So considering all of that, to have a five-game point streak, it's kind of impressive, at least in my mind. Um, But before I go into recapping this tough loss, well, before Wednesday's contest kicked off, the Blackhawks announced that another player of theirs had been placed on the NHL's COVID-19 protocol list, and that player is forward Lucas Walmark, who had been a healthy scratch in the last two games before uh, Wednesday when he was placed on the list, he had been scratched in favor of Carl Soderberg. And again, just like DeBrinket and Boquist, we're not really sure what kind of situation Walmart is dealing with here. We're kind of left assuming at this point, which you'd never want to do in this league. Um, So we don't know how long Walmart's going to be out. They haven't said he's going to be out two weeks like DeBrinket and Boquist. Uh, We don't know if he's a close contact or if he actually tested positive. No idea at the moment. But we do know that the Blackhawks are down another starter in their lineup. And that's going to continue to give guys like Matthew Highmore, Soderberg, Brandon Hagel. Those type of guys are going to be able to remain in the lineup for the next couple of games with Walmart now out as well. So, hey, another one bites the dust here in Chicago. That's been the storyline of the last couple months, basically. But as head coach Jeremy Colleton says, got to just have that next man up mentality because... It's a crazy and unpredictable world that we live in right now, and that's just the reality of it. It would have been naive for the Blackhawks organization to think they could have avoided COVID throughout the entire course of the season. So, knock on wood, I hope Walls is okay. Same for DeBrinket and Boquist. And I'm sure we'll get a better timetable on Walmart's potential return to the lineup once Colleton speaks to the media here in the next couple of days. So, with Walmart joining the enormous group of starters currently out of the lineup. Colleton elected to go with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen last night against the Predators, something that 
has not worked out well for the Blackhawks in the past. And it was kind of a similar result here last night. We saw Matthew Highmore draw out of the lineup, and Nicholas Bodan actually made his season debut to serve as the Hawks' seventh defenseman. Interesting to see, though, that Colleton elected to keep both Carlson and Bodan in the lineup, although Carlson didn't play all that well on Tuesday. I know both he and Bodan are looking for opportunities, but to have both those guys in the lineup at the same time, along with Ian Mitchell, that just might be too many youngsters on the back end for the Blackhawks. But I did like the decision to get Bodan in there, at least. It was his second NHL game in his career. Uh, he made his NHL debut during the final game of the 2019-20 regular season last year. That actually came on my birthday, March 11th. Um, so. I liked I liked the addition of Bodan in the lineup. I just don't really get why Colleton went with this 11 forwards look when it's never turned out well for the Blackhawks in the past. Even with Joel Quenville manning the bench, that manning the bench, excuse me. That was that was a style that just never seemed to work for this team. And when we do that, I feel like it's just the Patrick Kane show out there on the ice. Like he double shifts with every line. And while yeah, it, it probably is in our favor to have Kaner out there as much as possible. I don't know how to feel about playing with playing him with all four forward lines on the same night. Just feels like he's working with so many different players and, and different styles that he has to match his game along with. Like the line he's playing with, he has to he has to change his game up depending on how that line is playing. So I don't know. In my opinion, I would like to see the Blackhawks just go back to a normal 12 forwards and six defensemen in the lineup because every time they go to this model it doesn't seem like it winds up doing the team any favors in the long run. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's my thoughts on the Blackhawks lineup changes ahead of game two in this short series against the Nashville Predators. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to recap last night's contest and I'll also provide some positive and negative takeaways to keep an eye on going forward. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. The NFL playoffs are heading to the Super Bowl. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be an epic battle. We also got college basketball closing in on March Madness. NHL hockey has returned. The NBA regular season is underway. The sports world is just madness right now. And there's only one place that has you covered for all your betting needs and one place that we trust. And that's betonline.ag. You can also visit the Lockdown Podcast Network's exclusive partner on social media at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account. And don't forget to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today 
a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Locked On Today, wherever you may listen to your podcasts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I just finished up discussing Lucas Walmart joining the COVID-19 protocol list and Jeremy Colleton's decision to roll with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen last night against the Nashville Predators. Moving on now to the game itself. And as expected, rookie Kevin Lankinen was back in that after Malcolm Subban came in for a spot start on Tuesday. And actually, Subban looked really good despite getting peppered for most of the night. But there's just no doubt that Lankinen has been the superior netminder for the Blackhawks so far. So as expected, he was back in that last night. And my, oh my, ladies and gentlemen, were we in for a treat on Wednesday as Lanky absolutely stood on his head to keep the Hawks alive in this one. Lankinen stopped 41 of the 42 shots he faced. Obviously a career high for him in the NHL. And he truly was the reason the Blackhawks we're, we're even in this game. He's the reason why this game was close. I mean, the Hawks were once again outshot by a pretty handily margin, 42-30. to 30. And in the third period, once again, it was all Preds for the most part. They recorded 21 shots on goal in just 20 minutes. But Lankinen nabbed 20 of them. The only time he was beat came on a, a breakaway for Nick Cousins. And that all started because of a poor couple of plays by Calvin DeHaan in the neutral zone. Not only did he turn the puck over, but he also got torched in transition by Cousins. And that was the lone goal that Lankinen allowed last night. It came on another freaking breakaway that the Blackhawks defense allowed. And had they not given up that chance, we could be talking about Lankinen's first career shutout right now because that's how well he was playing last night. I honestly don't think the Preds would have been able to find a way to beat him. Like he was that, he really was that good last night. He made saves through traffic. He made sprawling saves on odd man rushes. He bailed the penalty killers out. It was a fantastic effort from Kevin Lankinen last night. And the thing that stands out the most to me about his game is his confidence and poise in the net. Every save that he makes, he makes it look seemingly effortless. And that's kind of the opposite of Colin Delia and Malcolm Subban, two guys who are more reactionary save kind of guys in the net. And while, yes, that can still be effective, it definitely makes every save feel like a project. Whereas Lankinen, he's just so calm and cool and makes everything look routine. So not only do I think his play has earned him the number one goaltender job here in Chicago at the moment, but also just his style of play. I, I believe it gives the team more confidence because he's so composed and he's always square to the shooter and he just makes everything look so simple. So I really like what I saw again here from Lankinen. I wish the Blackhawks... Could have pulled out the win tonight for him, uh, last night I should have said, but regardless of the outcome, Lankinen has to be the guy going forward in 2021 now. And I told you, ladies and gentlemen, I told you, he was my sleeper in net for the Blackhawks this season. Ever since he balled out at the 2019 World Championship and led Finland to a gold medal, I saw the potential in this guy. He posted like a 930 save percentage in that tournament. And then he joins the Rockford Ice Hogs last year. He has a solid year down in the A. And everyone was kind of just quick to count him out because of Subban and Delia. And I said months ago, don't count this Lankinen guy out because he's very, he still has plenty to show and he's still so young. So even though Subban and Delia were the two netminders that was on everyone's mind, Kevin Lankinen, that kind of, I feel like worked in his advantage. He quietly got to rise up the ranks, quietly got to see postseason hockey in the bubble, got to kind of judge off other netminders, other starting netminders in the NHL. 
And Lankanen is absolutely making the most out of this opportunity right now. By the way, Lankanen has now stopped 91 of his last 95 shots on goal, and that puts him at an incredible 931 save percentage on the season with just a 2.18 goals against average. I mean, come on. This guy has been so freaking good here for the Blackhawks, and he's allowed two goals or less in three of his four starts so far, and the one that he didn't, that came in his NHL debut against the Panthers, where in my opinion, the defense was really the problem last night, or that night. They didn't give him any help at all, so... Again, great stuff here by Lankinen early on in his first NHL season. Sucks we didn't get two points for him last night. But at least we were able to extend our point streak to five games, thanks to the fourth line for cashing in a huge goal late in this contest. I thought we were down and out, but the fourth line came through. And what a beautiful passing play it was from David Kampf to Brandon Hagel at the right dot. Then he made a nice feed to find Carpenter by himself down low. And Carpi was able to stuff one past UC Saros to tie the score one-to-one -one midway through the third period. Carpenter's first goal of the season, and also Brandon Hagel's first NHL point with the primary assist. And it was another impressive showing from Hagel last night. He was arguably the Blackhawks' best forward in this game, and he's been noticeable in every contest he's played in this season. Just a great energy guy to have down there in that bottom six. So congrats to Brandon for picking up his first NHL point. It was overdue. And it certainly served a huge role in the Hawks being able to at least force this game to overtime. Then, after going scoreless somehow in the three-on-three -three period, Matthias Janmark rang one off the pipe. Still have no idea how that one didn't find the back of the net. Uh, both teams went scoreless in the overtime, and the game was forced to a shootout. The first shootout for the Blackhawks here in 2021. Um, and the only goal that was scored in the shootout, just like the, the entire contest, the shootout was boring too. Matt Duchesne was the only goal scorer in the shootout. So again, the Hawks weren't able to help out their goaltender in the shootout either. And it cost them the second point for the second consecutive night against the Nashville Predators. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's my recap of last night's matchup. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about some of the positive and negative takeaways to consider before the Blackhawks are back in action tomorrow night against the Columbus Blue Jackets. But first... I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different car manufacturers. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can use for other important things like your mortgage or for food. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership. Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are always the same for everybody and they're reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also extremely unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. I also need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like banana bread, German chocolate cake, raspberry, cherry, and they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, 
cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps and you'll get 20% off your next order. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. The NHL regular season is underway, and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Okay, I just finished up recapping the Blackhawks' 2-1 shootout loss to the Predators last night. Now, before I wrap up the show today, I wanted to be sure to talk about a couple of other noteworthy takeaways from last night's contest. First, the Blackhawks' power play, unfortunately, their streak finally came to an end. It was a good run to open the season, seven consecutive games with at least one power play goal, but the Hawks, unfortunately, as I said, weren't able to score one on the man advantage last night. And really, I thought this was the worst the power play has looked all season. They really didn't get any chances going. They couldn't really cycle the puck at all either. And I know we're missing two guys from that top power play unit in uh, Debrinket and Boquist. Well, really like four guys on the top unit without uh, Taze and Doc as well. But I still feel like we have the offensive firepower to get the job done. And the one thing I like seeing lately is Dominic Kubelik's role on that top man advantage. The last couple of games, Colleton has finally put Kubelik at that right circle, and that's exactly where he should be. And on Tuesday, he picked up an, uh, a secondary ex- assist from that spot, so keep him there, Jeremy. Good things happen when you put your best offensive player in a position to have success. And on the flip side, the Blackhawks' penalty kill was perfect in these last two games, killing off all eight penalties that they took in the series. And I know People are going to say, well, this was the Nashville Predators. Everyone kills off penalties against the Predators. They have one of the worst power plays in the entire NHL. Well, to that I will say I I don't care because it's been a battle early on in 2021 for the Blackhawks' PK, but finally they seem to be playing well as a unit, and it always helps when your best penalty killer is your goaltender. So some good adjustments made here by the penalty kill in this series in order to go 100%, and hopefully. They can keep that up as the Blackhawks return to the United Center on Friday for a game against Columbus. My final key takeaway from this contest last night is that Colleton, despite the Blackhawks being in the midst of a full rebuild, it still seems like he's reluctant to give the young guys an opportunity to be out on the ice in meaningful situations. And I get we're trying to win games right now, but that's not the end goal here. The end goal is to develop these young players to help this organization get back to being annual contenders for the Stanley Cup. But last night, Philip Kirishev barely played in the second half of the third period, and then in overtime, didn't receive a single shift. And also, looking at the, the box score, Nicholas Bodan 
in his season debut, played just nine minutes and 50 seconds last night. Ian Mitchell also played a season low, nine minutes and 47 seconds. So to me, what, why did we even play seven defensemen if we're going to do that? It's, I don't know. It just seems like we're not giving these young guys a chance to show what they've got or get out there on the ice in crunch time. And I, I've said it a lot on this podcast. I am a firm believer that the best way to learn is through trial and error. Let these guys be out there in those crucial moments. And if they fail, so what? Oh no, the Blackhawks lost a game in 2021. This year's a wash anyway, Jeremy. The best way to learn in this league is by failing. So I just don't understand the mindset behind these decisions right now because, frankly, the Blackhawks have bigger fish to fry. They have bigger problems that they are trying to solve rather than attempting to win a game in a meaningless season in terms of wins and losses. So Jeremy Colleton, get your head out of your pooper, buddy, because why not play our young guys right now? This is supposed to be the youth movement. And right now we're playing David Camp 15 minutes a game, Ryan Carpenter 14 minutes a game. Why? What is that solving for the future? I just don't understand. And that's the biggest takeaway I have from this game is that Jeremy Colleton through the first eight contests of 2021, really hasn't committed to this rebuild and this youth movement as much as I hoped he would have with the Blackhawks heading into a rebuilding phase. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, January 28th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is underway, and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Once again, Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode... Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.